Hello and welcome to Dan, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my Acute Mental Neuroses. We actually have a lot to get through. Most of it pop culture, most of it good, most of it fun. Let's just move down the list you cannot see. So this will make probably no sense in a cohesive fashion. Not that this show ever does. So I went to Mile High Comics to go pick up the comics I talked about last week, uh, the Hulk issue for a nephew, and uh, some uh, the back issues of Empire for Deb, um, because I'd only given them parts of storylines. And so while I was at Mile High, I thought, fuck it, I'll buy a trade paperback. Um, and you can probably hear the heating vent just kick on. But um, I was like, fuck it, I'll buy a, tra- a trade paperback. Um, I pretty much lost everything in air quotes, the divorce, um, which was a very bad breakup. Most of that on me. I'm, I'm not denying that. I ended up getting Hitman, uh, written by Garth Ennis and drawn by John McRae. Most of you, would, if you listen to this, would know uh, Garth Ennis as the writer of Preacher and John McRae as the artist who co-created Judge Dredd. Um, so anyway, so I bought Hitman, uh, and it's really good. Um, basically, there was a whole uh, company-wide crossover in D.C. called Bloodlines where they wanted to introduce a bunch of new characters, and they had that as these aliens invade and bite people uh, to feed off of them, and sometimes it triggers a metagene um, and gives people powers. Well, this guy was an ex-Marine who was a hitman, uh, ends up getting x-ray vision and telepathy, and continues to be a hitman. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. I'm going to go back next week and... Uh, uh, pick up the second book. I will be getting this uh, Hitman as much as I can. Cause I, I'm, I'm in love. So super deep cut uh, from going over to Mile High. And that leads me to my next thing, which is that I'm slowly rebuilding a new comics library. Um, and I say slowly, I do mean slowly. I literally have uh, three uh, comparably to the hundreds I had um, before the air quotes divorce. So what I've got now is I've got Joker's Death of, of the Family. I've got uh, Mark Wade's Flash uh, Dead Heat, uh, which I think I talked about last week. Um, and then Hitman, and I'm going to get Hitman some more, and uh, maybe I'll eventually rebuild my Green Lantern library, because I love rereading all the Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff. Anywho, um, some rebuilding, and, and, and once again, some people would, would take this undertaking um, as... This, like, oh, fuck, like, I just lost everything and I get to, I have to rebuild. Well, I'm not going to get the exact same things. Um, I'm going to start the library anew. And with that brings a sense of glee, uh, not to be confused with the show, which I do not watch. But a, a glee of, like, new stories, like stuff I haven't read over and over and over and over again. Not that I'm knocking any of the writers or artists of the stuff that I've read over and over and over again. But to have something new is is fantastic, and, and, and to have that, like, kind of recaptured, not innocence, but, like, recaptured excitement of, of going to Mile High and, you know, buying a couple books here and there and going home and reading them and looking like a weird man-child on the bus, which is different than when I look at a, like, look like a weird man-child at home. You know, reading the stuff because I'm so excited. So I'm thrilled. Um at rebuilding the library and going back into Mile High, and I talked last week about how much I just really enjoyed uh, being back in a Mile High comics. It felt like coming home to some small extent. And speaking of, of things to read, uh, I've been working on the novel uh, non, non-diligently. Um, I should be starting Chapter 5. I still haven't finished Chapter 2. 
Um, I, I just don't have the time, even though I took the time off of variance, that's not enough. Um, so I, I, what I need to do is I just need to sit down and do it. And I haven't been playing games and I haven't been, I, I've been, it's just the day job's keeping me busy. And by the time I get home, I don't feel like spinning out, you know, four pages. I just want to relax and like watch a movie or catch up on some BBC because I'm on this huge BBC binge. Um, so the novel update before I get to the BBC binging aspect of this show uh, or segment even, I, I don't know. I, I know that writing the second chapter of, of the novel, um, which each chapter is a, a short story, so it's not like, oh, you can't write three pages. Um, they're like so almost self-contained stories. I, I just feel like I've lost kind of a grip on the character where I started writing the second chapter and I'm going, this doesn't feel like how I want it to feel at all. And I think that, you know, I've been thinking about, well, how do I make it feel more... Um, how I want it to feel, and I go, okay, well, I need to move this to here, and I'm going to introduce this character a little earlier, but it still doesn't have that, like, John Goodwitch spark that I had when I first started writing the initial story with the first chapter, which was a lot of exposition about explaining how and why he can do the things he does. Um, so I think I'm a little intimidated by that I can't just kind of rely on an origin story crutch, uh, which totally makes sense why Hollywood would do that. I totally get it now. I've complained about origin stories, but, man, they're fucking easy. They're easy. Hopefully by the next time we talk next week, I'll be at least through chapter three and starting chapter four. I don't think I'm going to make the deadline, um, but I can put a dent in the story and then I'll just kind of write it as I need to. I'll keep the notes. So uh, maybe like last year where I finished a novel that was half done, uh, maybe this year I'll do half of John Goodwitch. I still have my notes and next year I will finish it. I don't know. It seems like I'm already in a defeatist attitude. I'm not saying that's good. Um... I'm just saying that's where I'm at on it, um, and it's not about the motivation. It's it's that once again, it doesn't have that. It, I've lost his voice a bit, and I'm struggling on trying to recapture that. So once I do that, I, I will breeze through it. I mean, I I, I breeze through chapter one. So I was like, oh yes, and this is yes. Da, 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 da. I I totally had it like you know a firm. Uh, I I had the meat in my mouth. And I was chewing it. Um, you know, I had felled that beast, but chapter two is a bit more of an elusive prey. Watching BBC shows, on the other hand, uh, yeah, that I can do all the time. I'm going to talk about it uh, last week on, uh, or two weeks ago on No Plus, Just the Clap, but I've been binging on BBC stuff. Um, Doctor Who's season eight ended. Uh, I watched both seasons of Spaced. I'm on the second season of Black Books, uh, which is one of my favorites with um, Dylan Moran and Bill Bailey. Um, it's almost a sister show to Spaced. I remember I had um, a girlfriend at the time recommend um, Black Books to me, and I was like, meh, I don't know. I'd been recommended Red Dwarf before, and I really did not like Red Dwarf. I don't hate it. I just, I don't, I don't, it's like, meh, I don't, it doesn't grab me. So, sorry. But, uh, yeah, Black Books is just, yeah, the, oh man, the main, the main character, Bernard, uh, totally who I want to, you know, be when I grow up. Uh, some small extent. Uh, it seems to be some small extent is the watch phrase on this episode. I had a meeting with my PO. Everything's good. I'm looking at being off paper by the uh, like first week of January. So, you know, it's been a long two years, and I'm looking forward to just putting all this behind me and moving forward and getting a car and a grown-up job. And uh, the grown-up job will, of course, just be the money I funnel into... Um, the network, that's just the long and short of it. Um, it's a means to an end, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see. 
What about the day job? Well, we have some good news and some bad news on the day job. And the bad news has not, the trigger hasn't been pulled. So, uh, but the good news is I had a girl's birthday and I made her a mix. It was very, like, kind of down and dirty, very quickly made. Um, But I know she likes horror movies and she has obsession with 90s culture, being that she is younger than me. I made her kind of a weird, like, 90s slash horror mix that had uh, Black Sabbath and Danzig and Nick, uh, Nick Cave and um, Ben Folds 5 and uh, Weird Al and Self uh, from uh, Subliminal Plastic Motives and, um, you know, a whole bunch of 90s stuff mixed in with horror stuff. It had some Lordy Chainsaw Buffet and uh, some MC 900 Foot Jesus uh, When the City Sleeps, uh, which is kind of a mix of both 90s and horror. So, um, but she really liked it, so I was really happy that I managed to do that in a couple weeks um, put a mix together, a cohesive mix. Um, usually I stress out over making mixes for people over months. Uh, on the kind of downside of the job, I've, we had a staff meeting that went really well, but I've had some problems with the girl, uh, since she got back from a vacation, even before that, where she seems to be a little entitled by this place. And I've talked about her before. Um, and she calls me, uh, last week at time of recording, uh, crying about getting her shift covered, and I'm going, you knew you were sick. Uh, and then two days later she goes, no, I'm fine, I just took some Sudafed. I'm like, well, why Why would you put this place kind of through the ringer uh, and, and, and get so upset that you're crying? And then um, two days later you're like, yeah, I just needed Sudafed. Like, just take fucking Sudafed, suck it up, and, and, and grow up, and just do the fucking job. She seems to think that I put these insanely um, dictatorial um, conditions on this place and those dictatorial conditions are work when you're here and show up on time you know it's like work when you're scheduled I know that things will happen life happens I get that but suck it up and just get it done you know I've come in to jobs sick I've come into jobs food poisoning I've, I've worked you know with only two days off in a month um Shit happens. You, you you are an adult. I'm not saying this is a grown-up job. It's not. It's a job, not a career. But that's no reason to not treat your coworkers with respect and, um, and be considerate about their time versus your time. And, you know, and be smart about how you're acting. So, and then she sent me a passive-aggressive text last night about something that she wrote on the shopping list that I crossed out, and in my, in, in, in my, you know, it was a bit my fault, I should have written, like, see in, you know, in back, that there's a, a whole, um, bag of this salt she was looking for, and, but it was this passive-aggressive note when I should have been in one of my therapy classes, uh, that the weather affected, so, uh, you know, I managed to get out early, but, but that, this, like, passive-aggressive note came in, and I was just like, so I called her, and I was like, there's a five-pound bag of salt in the back, like, don't send me these texts. I was like, I'm not mad, but it's like, come on. And she was like, well, I, you know, you shouldn't cross things off. And I'm going, I'm not going to keep up on the list if I don't. Anyway, my point is that she seems to think she fucking manages the place or owns the place. She's, and, and, and some of her ideas are, are fine, but it's when she comes to me where I'm trying to focus on something on my own time. And I'm, you know, I said I had an open door policy. That was my own damn fault, but I was just waiting out some of the weather, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
it's it's one of those do I sit down and talk with her because she's gonna get defensive and she's gonna think that I'm on the attack and I'm not. It's like I just don't understand where she comes from sometimes, and I'd like her to explain to me where she comes from because I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, if she would have texted me, why did you cross salt off the list? I would have texted her back because we have a five pound bag in the back, and she would have gone, oh okay. And that would have been it. You know, it's it's asking a question to understand why someone did something as opposed to just attacking them and not know. So, speaking of the weather, as I did a couple minutes ago, uh, it has started to snow for about three days straight. I'm not good with cold weather. Um, never have been, never will be. Um, unfortunately, I, I feel, and part of this is a, is a frustration in my life, that I feel trapped uh, in, in Denver um, with the cold weather. because And partially because... I'm so far away from everything with, with where I live right now. But I can't really move to L.A. or anywhere else. Uh, Austin was on the list. Um, there are a few places I've looked at where they don't really fucking have weather. It's just sunny all the goddamn time. And it's like, oh, it's winter. It's 60. And I'm like, cool, shorts, motherfucker. I, I hate cold weather. I hate cold weather. I hate uh, walking in it. I hate waiting in it. I hate that it happens. Uh, it, it's just inconvenient. Uh, that it slows down my commute. Uh, of course, it, it makes me want to, you know, hermit, uh, become a hermit so much more than I already am. And then, uh, you know, I have to look at pictures of people's uh, porches on Facebook, which is just fucking annoying. And there are kids that are dressed up in these bulky winter clothes that look like when Maggie was in, like, the little, you know, uh, uh, winter coat that just made her fall over because she was stuck in a star shape. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's fucking cold so um i'm just gonna stay in and uh watch movies and try to crack this chapter two nut that's it that's that's the uh on the list like i said pretty easy everything pretty much good except for that slight um frustration with an employee which i'm working with her today so we'll we'll see um i might bring it up i might not it depends on how she acts you know, she's angry that, you know, she goes, I think you're keeping score against me. And I went, well, don't do shit I can't keep score of. I mean, that's easiest piece of advice I can give her. It's like, you're taking account of all the times I fucked up. Well, don't fuck up. That should be a social contract right there is don't fuck up. I know, wrong show, wrong show, but just saying. So, from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Dan, Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, these have been my Cute Mental Neuroses. Don't fuck up, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!